0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another after show on AfterBuzz TV for Quarry. Season 1, Episode 5. It's called Coffee Blues, and we have a special guest. Stay tuned.
1: You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. That's
0: right. We're setting the tone. We're going back to the 1970s. And we have Lucretia Leon here t- today.
2: Hey, guys. I'm Lucretia Lyon, so you can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the internet, since there is only one.
0: That's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. And uh, no Courtney tonight. Mm-hmm. However, in her place, we have Kurt Yeager. Thank you very mm-hmm. much. That's mm-hmm. right. And if, uh, if you live under a rock and have been watching the show, well, <laughs> you, of course, are missing the fact that he plays Suggs on the show.
1: <laughs> yes. yes. Who, uh... Isn't officially confirmed as dead. He could be alive. Seven shots, one to the skull at close range may not be dead. Wow, well, <laughs> you know, there's there's always there's always a way. Yes. but we did learn a lot of
0: hopefully maybe the truth about him in terms of his past and uh, what why yeah. he why he was a mark.
1: Well, I mean, you know, what the uh, broker talks about is a thirteen year old girl and a powerful person that. Uh, didn't like that activity no, no but I don't know I don't know if that's just him making an excuse I think it's gonna get deeper and darker no I don't know I don't know they never told you the backstory um <laughs> uh, I try not to know things about the character uh the world that the character doesn't know mm-hmm. like I mean there's some things that I have to know like you know stylization or pacing and things like that but if it's too far removed from my character like what the cops are doing I don't want to know mm-hmm because I think that, like, bleeds into what I'm going to do. Got it. So I just want to know what my character should know or anything yeah. that I need to know for the show. So what did you need to know? What was, what was kind of just bullet points of what, what they explained to you? Well, um, I needed to know, like, some background. I needed to know, like, did he serve or didn't he? Because you know? that was a big contention point for me is, like, I wanted to show that character with a juxtaposition to strength. Mm -hmm. But I also wanted to give him heart. So I had to figure out, okay, you know, character building. How did this guy turn into a contract killer? Like how – okay, what would happen in your life to turn you into a contract killer? And like that – I had to start like going back because I mean, okay, 13-year-old girl's contract killer probably burns kittens. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) there's everything you can horribly do. I'm like – so as an actor, you can't come at it and say, hey – I'm going to play this badass guy, and he's a total piece of shit. And that's, I'm going to, so I'm a piece of, like, no one thinks they're a piece of shit from their own perspective. Like, everyone thinks that's what they're people right. need to realize. Yeah. <laughs> because I don't think people do. No, no, people don't. They're like, no, I'm right. I mean, of course I'm right. I cut you off. So what? I need to go that way. What do you want me to do? And yeah. Like, not cut me off. This is going to be great. But, like, so this guy, like, I, you know, I needed him to be, like, the character you wanted to die and needed to die and everything else but at the same time not just be nasty so you hated him like you hated him but you were like there's something he's looking he's not just killing like he needs answers he needs this and just rhythm and pacing i think would make the character almost like a little more like sympathetic Mm -hmm. you know
2: yeah, and what I like is, you know, I've talked to a lot of TV writers, you know, having this opportunity here at After Buzz TV, And as I say, and this really makes sense to me now, is that everyone is the hero of their own story. So for you, like, you felt that Suggs was a hero, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, I
1: mean, hmm. y- look, like, when um, they're in, uh, Joni and Suggs are in uh, the cabin, you know, and, and she says to him, you know, oh, you know, you were there at his death at, at um... um What's the character's name? Uh, 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 yes. Arthur. Arthur, oh, thank you. Yes, thank you. At Arthur's death, you know, and oh, you killed him too, you know, and I'm like, no, that was my friend that your husband killed. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And that guy was legitimately my yeah. friend. So now, like, you've killed my friend. Like, this yeah. is a now, we're not even even yet. No. Your friend got killed trying to kill me, who then got killed by you, so I still got a death to, to avenge. avenge. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know what I mean? Like, at least you have that kind of a thing. So, Suggs is a character that, you know, you can root for in the worst possible ways, <laughs> I think, you know. Yeah, and uh, by the way, I promise we will
0: also talk about this episode and then towards the end we'll obviously talk more um, with Kurt, just more, uh, just in general stuff as well. But, you know, I do want to spend some time just, just kind of recapping, you know, what has happened. Because that, that, those scenes with uh, Jody, who plays Joni, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> Um that, that, I mean how fun was that to play because you know it, you know even beyond that you're also trying to tell her the truth about her who you know Mac really is yeah, yeah, and yeah, she yeah. has no idea
1: yeah. and, and you, you think like you're delivering I don't know god's work or something like that I don't know. Yeah, I mean that's that that, that scene was really really awesome because it's just you know it's my character doing 90% of the conversation. You know, you know? and so you're like finding those moments but just what he's saying. If you notice, the only time he lies is about himself. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's like, I lost this, nom, blah, blah, blah. Ah, it was <laughs> diabetes. You know what I mean? Like, so he, he's maybe too vulnerable not, but the only time he doesn't lie is when he's talking about Mac, when he's talking about the situation and what he needs. So he's not mm-hmm. lying. So, mm-hmm. like, I took it to be that he's not a liar. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, he's like, well, I don't lie. You know, yeah, I kill, rape, and pillage, but I don't lie.
2: He's got a line; it's just a different line. Yeah,
1: no. it's just way the <laughs> hell over there. It's hold whole set of different conduct, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then the fight scene, right? I mean, that was all one take. Like, if you, you know, it was a big long. I, I got I, kicked. I, I got kicked in the face by um, not Jody. By Joni, <laughs> the actress, like, cut me open, and then, like, we did one fall into the couch where she didn't get her hands up in time, and, like, her face smashed into my face, and I felt, like, a crunch, and I was, like, I mean, I saw stars a little bit, and then, like, I was, like, there's no way you're okay, and she was, like, ah, I'm okay, you know, and, like, she had bruises, I had bruises, rug burn, you know, because we were going at it. I mean, you try and do it gently, but you're still, like... How long did that take to choreograph, and how long ultimately to film? We we choreographed that a day early, and then you know for probably six hours, and then on the day we actually went through the pacing of it for another two hours. To get even there, because it's like okay, if I fall back here, oh wait, there's a there's a screen. We got to move the screen over a little, or I'll break that. So can we put something soft right here, maybe, so I can fly back into it, you know? And then okay, we go that way. Okay, there's a real knife there. Let's move that over a little, you know? And like you just start like trying to piece everything. And even with that, there were some times where we smashed into stuff and you know had stuff busted open on our bodies. And um, but so it was two days of filming or two days of work. And probably twenty, twenty-three, or twenty-four takes, and that's a what minute, minute and a half scene. It's a very brutal I scene. Know. You know, yeah, I mean, everyone's like, "That's such an awesome scene," but it took its toll. I mean, it really did. You know,
0: I mean, I can't imagine. You know, I mean, the, 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 we've talked about this, Lucretia, many times. The, the 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 violence and how graphic it is, and how it yeah. uh, it's filmed in such a way. You know, now with action scenes, they're so fast-paced. This is just so brutal.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I think that, you know, lends itself because it feels like theater a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, you're able to, like, live in that character for a longer thing instead of, like, action. da 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 Hit. Okay, cut. Let's move the camera. Do over here. Now do – you know, and it's like this – you know, we had to time everything. Like, when I, when I smash her in the face, like, the camera had to be in the spot. So um, I think Bud was filming that scene, Cramp, um, and he's one of the camera guys he was as much of a character in the room as we were. So if he was in the wrong spot and we did the right stuff, take didn't work. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if something got moved and wasn't replaced correctly. But the way that it shot, I mean, even Greg Gutanis was talking about it. You know, they wanted it to feel like the 70s. So they did a lot of research in the way it was shot in the 70s and how it felt like then. You know, I mean, you have this these long shots that gives you like a sense of like voyeuristic... You know like you're like leaning in because the camera's too far away you're like what's he saying yeah he's talking to her why is he flirting with her (laughs) you know and like you just get this sense where it like draws you in and the unbroken takes like that i think make people believe it more it's harder on the actor for sure but i mean i i did 10 11 pages of dialogue as is right there you know mm-hmm. like and you're just like okay don't mess this up
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: absolutely yeah
2: yeah you brought up a great point then that's sort of like a telling of the 70s filmmaking is it was all about voyeurism i'm a big fan of the 70s in general music and movies so i started thinking about movies that i love from that time like easy writer text chainsaw massacre stuff like that and i was like that is their style of filmmaking mm-hmm. and which is so interesting you know is that you know they were part of it and you're just seeing what the cameraman is. Seeing, But it's just so real. And like you say, those long takes, it just yeah. seems so much better than, say, like now where it's like cut, cut, cut. And it does feel that way.
1: Yeah. I mean, oh. par- partly I think the job of not just the cameraman and the director and even the writers and especially the editor, but to an audience member, if you can make the audience forget that a camera is looking you know, if mm-hmm. if they if, if now they don't realize that it's a camera moving. You know how sometimes they do too shaky and you're like, Okay, the cameraman's shaking it. I get it. But you in you know, there's weird movements or it's a nice thing, and you see a little bump and you feel it and it's like, ah, that broke me out of it. But this is just sitting there and so you kind of like your eyes get drawn into it and you stop Remembering that you're watching a show and you're almost like I'm peeping in a window mm-hmm. and I can look in. I think they really achieve that.
2: Yeah, because, you know, like you say, with the brutality and the violence, but it's not any more violent as, say, you know, a Nash vs. Evil Dead or a show that's a little bit more hokey, um, you know, and blood and gore. And, you know, you see a lot of that on The Walking Dead, which I love, but at the same time with this, it's just so much more realistic. And to me, it's not that there's necessarily any more violence. It's just the way that it's shot is you feel like you're there as opposed to some of the other, you know, choices in filmmaking. Yeah, Hmm. yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. obviously, just even talking, you're, you're obviously a fan of the show. It mm-hmm. seems like you've you're keeping up, and you know, uh, you're even though your storylines ended, you've kept up with
1: the show. You in fact have you haven't seen every episode, but you have access to every episode. Yes, yes, I've seen uh, everything through five, mm-hmm. and like it's watched six, <laughs> seven, and eight, but I just haven't gotten
0: around to it. Do do you do you kind of prefer that to be with the fans on on pace, or do you want to just like oh I, I'm so curious that how to turn
1: that? Yeah, out. I mean I'm I'm curious, but I do like having the conversation with fans. i i I have a problem with patience in general, <laughs> you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. if I pace myself with it, then I can go like if I actually watch it, then I'm going to say oh you can't wait. You, mm-hmm. Watch what happens with with the broker. I mean you got to see you got and I'd start like <laughs> spilling the beans, and I'm like no don't do that, just keep quiet. Well, that's excellent. Well, um,
0: that's a great transition. You know, this this whole episode has a backdrop of um, you know, last time we had uh, the the Munich Olympics. Mm-hmm. This time, it's um, it's more raci- racially charged, yeah, um, yeah. and so you know, uh, a Marcus, we've kind of been. Slowly getting to that place where he's he's now going to the, the white school and
1: uh just in the worst of ways, um, yeah. starting off
0: school, talk about a bad first day,
1: yeah yeah just, i I mean like watching that because I you know I wasn't there for that day of filming because it was shot different times, and if your character's not in a scene, then you're not working those scenes, and I was like sitting there going like why doesn't everyone just jump up on the bush and just kill those dudes? You know what I mean like I wanted to be there and like just rip their heads off of those bad dudes. But, I mean, can you imagine, like, like closing your eyes and putting yourself in that position? Like, of course you're going to be embittered. You know what I mean? Like, you should be. Like, that's absolute, absolute dog shit.
0: <laughs> like, I mean, you know, I it's mean, crazy. it's interesting because like, Mac had obviously the same sort of feeling yeah. that, yeah. that you're talking about in terms of, I, you know, and for A him saying, it goes even further. Yeah, cause that's Arthur's son. Know.
1: Like, if I died, he'd be here for me and you guys. And I wasn't there for him. And that's a heavy statement and a heavy burden that he's going to put on. So I think that'll play out.
2: And what I love is that, you know, like we use the Munich, you know, on the background to, Mm -hmm. you know, sort of as a metaphor to what was going on in the last episode. And here they did the same thing when Marcus is later watching TV. It's in the heat of the night, which I learned thanks to my mother watching the show with me. She's like, yeah, that's exactly sort of what's going on as Sidney is, Mm -hmm. you know, is coming in for desegregation. So it was just so poignant to have that on the background. Sort of an Easter egg. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, she's telling me how her first year of school was when that had started in East Texas, but I didn't realize it was later in Memphis. Mm -hmm. So to see this is sort of just sort of filling in, you know, in certain places, um, Segregation, you know, or desegregation. I mean, uh, people coming in. You don't realize if you weren't there how horrible that was, yeah. and that these these are just kids. And these guys get on the bus to beat this kid in front of all his classmates. I mean, Marcus is dealing with much like you know his father Arthur or um, Mac, in that he's going to have some PTSD or you know Should, yeah you know? yeah
1: these are traumatic yeah. situations. I mean, like you know there you don't just gain like. An experience and then it's like I have the knowledge of it and you go about your business. It lingers and it sits there and, you know, I mean – and it sits there generationally. Like it's just – it takes years and years and years for you to even shake that if you're dealing with it. So imagine not dealing with it and being told, you know, if you speak up, you're – not a tough guy don't have any emotions Hmm. that's all and then it's more and more and more of like don't talk about it like it's insane that was the interesting the conversation with
0: ruth and him Mm -hmm. was just it, it it almost switched it was very weird because she was trying to get him to talk about it and then you know at first he wasn't open but then he opened up everything on her and accused her of many things obviously like that she's not she doesn't know what's going on she doesn't know what went on with arthur um and uh, obviously very powerful. Just mm-hmm. for a son to say that to a mother.
1: Yeah. Um. And yeah, I'm still and trying to digest. But it. And that's, yeah. that's the whole point. Like once you get to a breaking point, you're just like it doesn't justify it. No. But it's a reasonable conclusion to having bottled all that up. Absolutely. And it all comes out at once. I mean, every single one of us has been in a situation where we got to the breaking point and then went blah 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 la, <laughs> and went damn, those were three things I wish I'd never said. You know? And yeah. you're like, and that's what, you know, he did in that situation. It's your mom, And he's doing it to the only person he has left. Well, so that's a heavy... I it Supposedly he still has Mac, at least, in his life. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah but I, I, I get mean, like, like, blood. Like, yeah. It's just different. Like, yeah, you, you were my dad's buddy over in Nam, but I didn't have a Nam with you. Yeah. You know? Like, so he doesn't have that bond that Arthur and Mac have. Absolutely, Lucretia, sure What are your
0: thoughts on their discussion?
2: I, yeah, I really, you know, it was so real to me because that is what a son would do. With his mother, especially just after losing his father. You know, it hasn't been that long. You know, just a couple months, and we know on the timeline. So it's, you know, who would who would not react that way? You know, he's confused. He's seen something horrible. He doesn't feel protected. And, you know, this guy, Mac, is supposedly supposed to protect him. He wasn't there. He has those feelings. But it's still like, you know, who does Marcus really turn to? Hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree with you, you there. Know? Although it's, it's um, you know, the the way that it could have gone is that, uh, I don't know, he could have just, like, taken out on somebody else. Because, you know, in that situation, you know, when you don't have a father... Um, and this is me from personal experience, mm. you want to protect your mother no matter what. You know what I mean? So the last mm. thing you would want to do is turn on her. Right. But you would turn on somebody that perhaps Didn't. is down the street that right. deserves yeah. it at all. Right, <laughs> right, right.
1: So, you know, that's that, That's, oh, that's an interesting thing. point. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, um, but now, uh, obviously, this also kind of lends itself to Joni's sneaking around there trying to find the money, and now uh, Marcus, in, in a way, has been tipped to something. He obviously doesn't know what it is, but um there's something you know, uh, the, the fact that he even brings that up and now, obviously, Ruth is going to be thinking about it as well. Right. And uh, right. I think slowly things are going to start mm-hmm. to unravel. Yeah. Um, how do you guys kind of predict, perhaps? Well, you kind of know. Gonna <laughs> how predict? <can> I predict?
1: <laughs> well, actually, I'm going to mm-hmm. make a prediction here.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, but what about you? How do you, how do you, how do you <laughs> see this playing out? Who's going to who's going to really start to be the, the main catalyst in this? Is it going to be Joni? Is it going to be Ruth? Or is it going to be Marcus, really?
2: I think it's going to be Marcus, because I saw him clutching, you know, his dad's night bag and you know i feel that he may know more than he's letting on because maybe his father did confide in him as he might you know he can't talk to you know ruth because i don't think she has any idea of this money it doesn't come off that way so i'm thinking maybe marcus knows more especially when he was clutching it and thinking about it and he was bothered by the fact that Joni was looking through his stuff
0: Mm -hmm. That's a hmm. that's a good way, yeah. And, and I think they would have had that bond, you know. It's, I mean, I imagine it would have been a tough conversation, but like, hey, I got to do something tonight, son. So just no, no matter what happens, here's a contingency plan.
1: Right, right.
0: Which is scary, but th- you know, to think about <laughs> it. Yeah, the case. if you're the kid, you're like, wait, well, what are you saying? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks,
1: Dad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Great. Can
2: to go buy you yeah. some baseball cards? <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting. I I give I give Joni credit for the uh for the hide and seek type of play. Yeah. You know, and like this time I'll count to a hundred. You go.
2: Yeah, it showed how smart she really is in thinking through that. And I love how the little girl is just playing. She has no idea what's going on in her actuality. And, and it's good to see that side. It's like, this is just a little girl having fun. She has no idea that schools are being desegregated, that, you know, what happened mm-hmm. with Marcus. I mean, conceptually, she may, you know, know that it happened, but she doesn't see these things. And it's always good to have that little bit of an ingenue or innocence of a child there. So you're like, oh, it's not that all that bad. There are these nice little moments.
0: Um, now, let me ask you guys, this, and this, this might be tougher because we're all white. <laughs> Sorry if you're listening, but let me ask you this: it, it, from Marcus's perspective, if, if you know, do you, does he start the question of like, okay, Joni's white, she's digging through our stuff, and if he does know about the money, like, okay, she's trying to get the money, and then Mac, who's also white, wasn't there for me, even though he said he would, right? Right. You know, my, right. You know what I mean? And do you, do you start to then like just you know just by the nature of what you see in these images, just be like, I hate
1: all white people. I think it's plausible. I mean. If you have enough experiences that give you a conclusion that isn't being proven opposite of on a regular basis, then you're going to start concluding one thing over another. I don't think it is a racial thing. I think it's actually human nature. You know what I mean? Like, what if you are, you know, someone hands you food, and every time you reach out, you're shocked. You're going to stop reaching out for food no matter how hungry you are. No. So, you know what I mean? Even though it might not happen this time, you're still not going to touch it. So I think that's just human nature. So that's totally plausible.
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, and plus, he is a child. Um And so in his child mind, you know, he saw these white people do this on the bus, beat someone senseless, have no reason for it. Then he sees Joni, you know, going through his dad's things, you know, which he may assume is she's looking for that money if he does know anything about it. And then you have Mac who wasn't there for him and, you know, in his mind wasn't there for his dad either. And yes, his mother doesn't believe that way. Obviously, you know, they're her friends. But, you know, she has to work. She's not around. So this is what he's getting. And he probably, you know didn't see him have any relationship with his friends but if he did that's what he's probably discussing Mm -hmm. with them is like you know why are we desegregating why do we need to be around these people all they do is hurt us so i can see his perspective
0: yeah exactly um well transitioning into uh you know a little bit more ruth so moses is uh he's sort of following her Mm -hmm. and uh we don't get as much as we just just get little bites here and there but um you know last Maybe not the exact last time, but um in, in a previous episode, we had that great scene where he 's like i'm getting too close um We still don't know quite what that means but um uh, but I think it'll be interesting to see how it plays out in this regard mm-hmm. um, and again, since you, you well, keep no, but
1: no, i mean without giving anything away, you know what did Moses do because um the broker isn't putting him back on to like full attack mode anyway you know what I mean like if he says like nah I'm not gonna let you do this you owe me you do this you do. so something else happened with Moses and his background so I think mm. that'll that'll be something that you guys can pay attention to seeing okay. if that comes out that'll be interesting cause I mean you know like they, you see that relationship is contentious like Buddy is a disaster in his own way and lovable in his own way but Broker has no problem with Buddy Buddy's mm. great the brokers out.
0: I he's think Moses favorite. is
1: unpredictable. He just gets too violent. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Does his own thing. Yeah, yeah. That would be my guess. I don't know. What about Croatia?
2: Yeah, Moses is one of those characters that I'm just really wanting to see that unravel and just see what he's about. Because as we know, with Buddy, we understand his story, and I'm really upset that he hadn't been in the last two. You know, we've barely hmm. seen him. He was my favorite. But yeah, with Moses, I really want to know what he's about because. You know he's a little bit crazy a little bit off but then there's still that cool side to him so what's that about well,
1: i don't know we gotta no, figure it out no, no. you just have to tune in i mean
2: <laughs> <laughs> but here's
0: the crazy part like yeah. in, a, in a in a good way it's uh um, you know some of these things will probably not even ever be answered nor do they need to be but some there's like as viewers there's this inherent need like tell me yeah. i need to know yeah Um, And that's what makes it fun.
1: Well, I mean, that's that's great because you have this depth of character that you guys can watch and say not everything is spoon-fed. You know what I mean? You're sitting there getting all this information, but then you're like, you know, if you described like this room to your friend, right, you'd be like, this is the studio, this is the place and everything else. And there'd be 20 things that you look at every time you're in here that you forgot to mention that is also a part of your experience. So you know, if that's not answered, it still needed to be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to give the full measure of the character. That's a good perspective. That's yeah, a good way like to that. articulate you, like that. I've oh. been working on my, uh, on my wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about Max's father.
0: Um, we haven't seen too much of him either, but he just uh, seems like a dick. He is a dick. <laughs> he just, I mean, like what a. I mean, to be fair, like four grand, regardless, is you know, I, 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 you know, it's tough for me to fully translate to what it is today. Um, but
1: uh, you know, it's gonna be like four grands, probably, maybe like let's just say it's forty Gs.
0: But even you know what I mean,
1: like we, if it's, my it's, dad, was, if I came my dad and I was like in trouble, <laughs> like he'd give me forty grand. But, but I have to sell some stuff. My dad wasn't rich by any stretch of the imagination, but. But would your dad start off like, "Are you in gambling trouble?" <laughs> no, my dad would go, "What did you do now?" <laughs> okay, so same kind of reaction overall. <laughs> oh, yeah. Kurt.
2: my dad would be like, "What are you smoking?" You know, I don't have any money. <laughs>
1: like, my, yeah, my pops would be
2: like,
1: yeah. I, "I was a rough kid." Yeah.
0: Do I mean is this is this? Uh, in a, uh, by the way, I've always said I've, I've loved the name Corey because of the way they introduced it in episode yeah. one. I mean, is, is the father, I, I want to see more there and, and ideally even through flashbacks because obviously that's, that's what's hauled him out. He never had a parental figure. Right. right. It seems. Uh, and even now it's just the fact that, you know, in that desperation when he is reaching out
1: and, and he's not I mean, helping. And then, you get, and then you get like a note on your door and what's <laughs> in there. A hundred dollars. Like, you're like this 3,900 short. Yeah. I mean, that's a big short. And, and is it the thought that counts yeah, in that situation? Like, how do, we, how do we justify this? <laughs> well, and to me,
2: the note is just like, I hope this helps. It almost just seemed like a dick move. Yeah. Like, well, here's something, just yeah. so you, you don't think I'm a dick. It's but, almost mm-hmm. like,
1: you know, like, what do they say when you have really horrible service as a services like a, in a restaurant? Mm-hmm. You're supposed to leave a single penny. Uh, it's it's because you're saying I didn't leave you a tip, not I didn't forget.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, like you leave a penny. I mean, that was Got when cashier it. would do that. Like, Got it. I, w- yeah. I
0: would take it more from the uh, you know if if, if then um, Mac ever came back and like, hey, you never gave me money. I gave you, I that gave you money.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say I didn't give you money. Yeah, that's yeah. true. He's so, a dick. Okay, we yeah. all agree that he's hey, just he's a dick. Definitely. Yeah. A dick. Maybe maybe someone will shoot him.
2: <laughs> maybe.
1: Uh, Can you
0: imagine when that comes in, like, here's your file? Yeah. Oh, with pleasure. All right. It's
2: like, all right, I'll get my dad. Oh, (laughs)
1: sweet.
0: I get a new house.
2: (laughs) 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 I
1: inherit a house.
0: So the biggest thing of the... the, um, well, actually, even before we get to the broker, really, I do want to talk because last time we left the episode, you know, Joni reaches out, and that's that beautiful shot, um, and we were questioning how many takes that took. <laughs> right. So If you know the answer, jump in. I, I don't know
1: the answer. No. We uh, can add. Let's see. So, give me the exact question, and I'll ask Greg Utanus if he's <laughs> if he's around. Uh, episode four. Okay. The ending. Oh, sh- the ending shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The ending shot of episode four. How many takes it took? Episode. See, this is live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh,
0: we'll get back to you with that answer, hopefully, viewers and listeners. Um, but in the mean, you know, so that's kind of where we left off. And, and so now we come back in with them having sex, which is now basically the rekindling of their love. Um, Right back in it, yeah. Yeah,
2: I was like, Oh, they guess they forgot everything as the episode started, and I'm sitting there watching this uncomfortably with my mother. Like, all right, that that happened. Um, what's uncomfortable (laughs) about that?
0: Is that the definition of true love when you can just like just forgive everything and start fresh? I,
1: I don't think it's true love, I think it's experience, and they're both they just both went through. I mean, this is what days and days and days. I mean, what, how, I don't know how many days, maybe, you know, four or five, ten days total, like, give mm-hmm. or take. You go through that. At some point, everything, you know how, like, it, it, you have bad situations, and then at some point, you just go, <laughs> Like, this is this is the worst day. And you just start laughing and you just look over at someone <laughs> who you might have gotten a fight with, had a car accident, you know, woke up missing, like, you know, like teeth and everything <laughs> else. And you're just laughing because there's nothing left for you to do but that. I think that's what it was. It was just like, you know, like, I've got nothing. You've got no Okay. Let's go at it. Like, let's. <laughs> I think that's what that
2: is. I sort Fair of enough. felt it was too, or you know, like Deadpool. You know, it's crazy. Matched her crazy. It's sort of like they just sort of belong together because they're too screwed up for anybody else.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. <laughs> well, you know, e- again, I say like now, I, I like her being uh, on our team though. Now, again, that's why she's going after the money and things like that. I think I think she is smart. Um, yeah,
2: as I say, I wanted her to be more like Skylar White and Breaking Bad, and yeah, you know, I see that now. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. the supportive wife. Yeah. yeah um so but yeah uh, you know even from her perspective like th- 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 she still wasn't ready when when the broker came of like i gotta go and and she's like are you gonna be okay and he's like just so cryptically if i don't call by two or if i don't do this by 6 a.m uh then here's a gun and all that and and you can again just from her perspective you can totally see it um but we go on this crazy adventure <laughs> Um, And it becomes It's becoming more of a For lack of a better term Mindfuck Because What's real and what's not What says PTSD And what's actually happening Right
1: Right I don't know where the truth lies Yeah I mean that's gonna be interesting
2: I know, and that is sort of the thing, is I like how they're fucking with you. Let's just say it again. (laughs) Um, And, yeah, I I actually really like the broker taking him off, and he's like, this is fun, man, you know, that's what this is called, like, taking him to poker. He's really sort of bonding with him, and and I feel that the reason Mac, you know, likes this is because of that lack of a father figure in his life, and the the broker's sort of becoming a weird father figure to him, you know, defending him, you know, saying, uh, you know you should really honor this guy you know he fought for our country and they, you know fought for you to be an asshole and all these things so i thought it oh, if that really happened that was great but well is it is
0: it more of like the brokers just kind of getting him more and more on his side so that way when like the, the whatever let's just say like the big big thing that when it comes down to that Max is going to be on his side no matter what Yeah,
2: Yeah, I think that's his whole thing. And I do love the transition of Max sort of wanting to be there because I feel that he's further and further getting, you know, not just... Enjoying his time with the broker, but sort of losing his soul in this. So, you know, just like with the coffee scene, I thought yeah, that was so uh, poignant, yeah?
1: Trying something new.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, is the weirdest yeah. thing. Butter and... Uh, I, I actually want to mm-hmm. try that now. Why? What, what good does it do? Well, you know, you put creamer in there, and creamer is milk-based, right? To be fair, I hate milk, coffee. Yeah, I don't drink coffee at all, yeah, milk, so. is, milk is cow based bovine oh. based so so is butter it's just a different form of that goodness
2: yeah i can see it and i've seen people do it but i'm like you've I'll, seen people do it yeah, really you know oh, the, in the south
1: yeah yeah we
2: put butter on everything but yeah i don't i don't put well, anything you know in coffee.
1: i bet you i well. bet you it's like that cream or milk you know spoils faster in the hot south and if you have butter butter you can just leave out yeah. so you can just be like, oh, let's do that instead mm-hmm. I guess and that, that nice explains buttery, it. you know <laughs> you know um, but he, I do think the
0: broker he's he obviously a smart guy and so he knows that I mean the fact that last week we learned the whole reason why Mac did leave the second time for the war is because he he felt a kinship with, with mm-hmm. the people that he was mm-hmm. there with um, you know, the broker's playing to that, obviously, is that let's yeah. form a kinship and, that you know, you won't want to break it, right. even for your right. wife. Yeah. um, That's that, that a powerful bond, by the yeah. way. Yeah. That's insanely powerful.
1: I mean, th- that's the thing is, like, there's... When you go through stuff with certain people, there's nothing that will ever happen in your life later on that anyone else can do will ever break you guys apart, whatever that is. You know what I mean? Like, I've got... A very old friend that we've just been through so many things together. That if someone messes with that person, it's going to be a very bad day for them. Like it's just not, you know what I mean? And like, so someone's like, "Oh, she said that or he said that about that," but you know, no, didn't happen. (laughs) Like I'll go ask that person and see. And it's just like, but there's like a few people in that, and that only comes with time, you know, and, and and heightened experiences. So many people want to play it safe in life and they don't ever do anything super dangerous, so they never get that depth of bond, because there was nothing worth risking. So no. it's like you have to do really stupid, risky things with other people. And well, That's it's, why it's, drinking forms are some of the greatest Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and there, there's times, though, that you're like, okay, you're never going to say anything about what just happened, right? No, because then I'm implicated just as much as you are. All right. And then so for now on, anytime anything ever happens kind of like that, we both go, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you just you just know, you
2: know. Yeah. Yeah. No wonder me and my brother are so close. We did all sorts <laughs> of weird crap together. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely.
0: <That's> well, <laughs> I mean, you know, and, and think about it this way: the fact that uh, at first, I think, uh, and correct me if you guys think differently, um, Max kind of really bothered that, that they're uh, you know on a slave plantation because uh, you know that's that um, that is an implication to Arthur, um, and then I think kind of. Not opens up to it. I, I don't know the right term or whatever, but I think then he becomes okay with it. Obviously, hence why he puts the butter in the coffee. Right, right, He's open right. to new experiences, new friends, rather than just sticking with Arthur. Right. You know?
1: I mean, it, it, it's it could be so many things in that situation because there was a lot going on. It could be that he's like, okay, this is what they can grab now. Mm-hmm. So, okay, it's better than nothing. Or it could be that... What the broker was saying was somehow or another making sense to Mac. You know, and he's starting to go, okay, okay, I kind of see what you're saying. I don't agree 100%, but these three things I like. And then right before, you know, he went into the house, the broker gave him, like, a little less money that he owes. You know, by, I forgot what he said specifically, but it was like, oh, and that's another $1,000. Nah. And he's like, so we well, like I could just I could just <laughs> hang out and <laughs> gamble? And money would just come out like that a
2: lot. <laughs> it's a like good day at the office. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Um Lucrecia,
0: what are your what are your theories on the broker?
2: To me, I feel that the broker does like Mac in a certain way. I do believe he is using him completely, you know, the whole thing with Cliff. He's trying to reel him in. But there is this level of respect that you do see from him. And I feel that is the reason he picks these, you know, fallen soldiers. And, you know, Mm -hmm. because, A, they have no choice, you know, because they need to take care of their family and these things. But he also has this respect. That's why I wonder what the broker's background is. Was he in World War II or something like that? Because he has this need. He's the literal devil. Yeah, that's I would.
0: I don't know. I. That's on my other show. (laughs) (laughs) Lucifer. Um, Yeah, you know. Obviously, as we talked about, no one thinks they're ultimately bad, but I don't. Mm. I don't know. I think he's the devil.
1: (laughs) I think he's just providing a service. Mm. That's all he's. I mean, that's what he. You know, that's his perspective. He's like, look, there's people who want things done, and the people that I allow that to happen with deserve to die. I mean if you think of it that way I mean that's that's how I got into the character you know it's like how do you get there and realize it you have to like back way up and figure out how you got into that perspective and then go okay this is how I could have gotten into that situation and been a contract killer well did you okay so kind
0: of moving away from the actual episode and now more into you did you guys talk um Kind of together about how you guys would approach these characters, or was it all
1: individual? Um, it's it's individual work as an actor, and then talking with the director and the writers, and you know, and even Max Allen Collins who wrote the books. Um, so like talking with them and figuring out. Like I read, you know, all of his books. But the second I got cast, I was like, great. Went online, bought all the books, read them all. That well, that's like, a lot. Yeah, There's like fifteen yeah. books, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a lot of them. So it's 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 Pulp Fiction, so they're easy reads. I mean, eighth grade, ninth grade reading <laughs> level. I mean, you know I what I mean? It, like, yeah. they're just poppy and fun, and you just go, Burr, you just burn mm. through them. You can burn through 30, 50 pages in an hour, an hour and a half. Mm.
2: That's good, because yeah. usually I can only take a comic book or a graphic novel. So yeah. I'm like, oh, those a no, little No, I'm,
1: I'm actually reading Shakespeare out loud oh. right now just yeah. to get more, like, cognitive- Instantaneous, like, recall with hard words and cadence and everything else. But anyways, um, what the hell were we talking about? (laughs) Also, also, it must be nice because,
0: you know, unlike with most TV shows, um, you know, you've been talking about Greg. He's directing all the episodes, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So it's great to have a single director because this doesn't happen in TV a lot. No, no. And but he's done Banshee before, which yeah. is another Cinemax show that we, you know, we cover it here as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you guys that, ever had Greg on?
1: I don't think... No. Oh, you guys have to have Greg on.
0: Yeah, We'd well, we love to have him. <laughs> oh. but, so what, what's it like working with him and what, what's it like he's to have that dick.
1: consistency? <laughs> <laughs> he's like Mac's dad. He's a dick. No, uh. no. Greg's great. Like, the is fantastic because he knows the characters as much as you and he knows what he wants specifically but i think the best thing about greg is he has like a sense of of coolness like of like being calm and Mm -hmm. like you're like hey greg what do you think of this yeah let's try that and you're like (laughs) okay you like that And he's like that's good so it's always like you're like you're wanting to like be a better actor because of how chill he is and like he'll let you like try things and you back up from it and it's, it's really comforting to go to set where you know the director, you know, because when you do, you know, multiple episodes of a show, you don't work with the same director. Yeah. You know, you're like, I'm working with this one and this one and this one. And I have no idea what he's going to say. What if you did it that way? And I'm like, that's not what the character would do. <laughs> I know, but we not just try it. Can <laughs> you go, Ugh? you know, and you're like, that's not what he would say. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't so do So definitely that. should have done that. Yeah. Cool. It's but, like when he
0: pulls up to the, uh, to the motel. That would be like, oh.
1: <laughs> I think this is it. <laughs> you know, and, uh, but what what you know it's nice to like sit around and go what do you think he'd do here why would he do that like what's the background and there was even parts where i was like no it has to be that way and then he'd let you explain your position and if you had a logical place that you came from he's like okay i could see that and he'd let you down that path he wasn't afraid of like there was no ego there was no fear of like no this it's got to be my way no. You know, and like it, it, it clearly was his way, like the way it was shot, the way it's been done. But there was no ego in it. It was the one of the coolest sets I'd ever worked on. Um, and, you know, and, and I've worked on a lot of sets. Like if we had this conversation about other sets, I'm not going to be the guy that goes like, they're all wonderful. <laughs> like it's, you know, you hear that all over the place. But um, everyone was cool. And like we had to cross board it, which means we shot out of order so not just an episode out of order i mean we're shooting episode four and then episode eight and then episode three and then episode two in one week Mm -hmm. so all over the place um and you know i spent what three three and a half months in new orleans so you get to live with these people and go out to dinner with them all and like as a crew and cast and like just hanging out and i ended up hanging out a lot of times with uh andy and richard and uh um uh, why am I blanking on his name right now? But another guy from the stunt team. Like I hung out with them a lot cuz we had a lot of fun and was like, "Hey, can I do this? Can I try that?" Um, but uh it, with with Greg, I think it was just like this ease, which made the whole set at ease. Like, you know, it's the mm-hmm. captain of a ship. You got to be calm. If you're not, if you're like, "Come on, guys." You're like everyone's like, "Whoa, what are we doing? You're stressed out." And Greg's like, "That's ah, fine." It'll <laughs> so it you know. did work, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And Greg is so amazing. I love his work on House and Lost, like mm-hmm. pretty much every show I've ever watched. He directed yeah. at least some episodes. But speaking of other people you've worked with that might not have been so, you know, cool and laid back, but yeah. still an awesome, you know, director, writer, Kurt Sutter, what was it like working with him? Let's just get well, into it. Kurt's like <laughs> this, like,
1: no nonsense, yeah, guy. <laughs> he talks so much shit, like, but like online and everything else, like, he's just brutal, like, he just gets to the point says what he wants but you know he did me not a favor but like i mean he wrote me into the show like i got to be on his show and i hope that he's happy with what i did um well i know he is but um you know i think that he's like one of those eccentric characters that like outwardly is people would say oh he's harsh or you know he's if you ever follow his like twitter or his (laughs) feed like it's like gnarly but that's like you know I don't want to spoil Kurt's image like that's like out 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 and if you're the few people on the inside then you're like inside for life you know what I mean it's that kind of thing you know how it's like you know the one super tough dude who's like scary you don't mess with but then like if you go behind closed doors he's like oh man yeah I, I like watching steel Magnolias <laughs> and you're like you you know and he like lets his guard down a little I think that's like Kurt you know, where so, it's a little more like that.
2: Yeah, he's like Jerry Jones, who owned the Dallas Cowboys. Who I, I worked for the Cowboys, so and everybody thinks he's this bad guy, but he takes care of his people. You know, yeah, that's why yeah, Tony yeah. Romo still well, has a job. So I like hearing these stories. Yeah, and, um, yeah. Kurt has a heart because I mean, he—he's well, got a heart you know. for the people who yeah.
1: deserve having a heart for. Exactly. Like the people who are shitters, he's gonna come down on, and he doesn't <laughs> care. He's like, what are you gonna do to me? They're like, I mean, yeah. what are you? And what are you gonna do? Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. a whole lot of nothing absolutely um and
0: you know uh you were you and i were kind of talking before uh, before the show started about uh you know you've got a uh various roles coming up and now yeah. uh you, you said there were similar roles
1: and so what, what did you mean by that and- <laughs> well sometimes you know you get cast in a very like i get cast a lot of times as like a bad guy I don't know why I think I'm a sweetheart am I nice yeah are you okay comfortable slitting exactly. next to me and yeah. you're, 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 there's nothing wrong there's nothing
0: well according yeah, to right. the Hitchcock remember uh, the, 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 the killer always pets the dog which <laughs> really means, I didn't know I
1: didn't read that about Hitchcock
0: yeah because that, that was the whole theory of like you know because the, the, the stereotype is oh the bad guy kicks the dog no mm-hmm. no no the bad guy gets ingratiated, you know, into the household, and then he
1: kills everybody. I'm trying to think, like yeah. M is for murder. I'm thinking, I'm yeah. going through all the movies now, like You're right now, now on live. I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah. like, okay, hmm. interesting. Um, I forget the original question. No, no, I, oh, so I, goals, I, get, I get the, I get the point. I get the point about the the, the murderer because I think like. I have like a seriousness to me, but then I'll look at you and smile. Mm-hmm. And you're like, Are you being nice or are you actually being intimidating? Yeah. Um, but similar roles, I'll play that. Like, that's mostly a bad guy, mostly someone who's rough around the edges. You know, um, I don't want to say which characters on which shows because they're still coming out, but I play not a bad guy in one of them (laughs) okay yeah very very that's 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 cryptic as can (laughs) be yeah yeah. (laughs) I am not bad in one
0: show just, just any show. Our TV has so many shows. We don't even know which show. Yeah, could not, be the Real Housewives of
1: something. No. I, I am going to be on the Real Housewives of of uh, Kurt Jaeger soon. <laughs> it's going to be a very interesting show. All of my exes are showing up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Shot in Utah. You know, hey, you know. <laughs> oh,
1: that would be, that would be a funny ass uh, show. Yeah. That would be great. I actually want to do a TV show, a reality show. Only I will only do this reality show. It's, okay, ready? You ready for this? Mm. Mm-hmm. Kurt in space. Yeah. And I really, we raise money, and I really go to Russia and get on the f- ship to go to space. And, like, train as an astronaut and do it, and it's a reality show. Well, Lance, to like,
2: me joining you. <laughs> how crazy. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, if. Like, I think that that could, yeah. come yeah. on. That would be the best show ever. I mean, everyone would tune in. Like, it's a reality show about some guy who shouldn't be going to space who's going to space. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, like, there's nothing more.
2: Isn't that a Matt Damon dead. movie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I <didn't laughs> yeah. see
1: that. No. That's like, uh, no, that you're thinking hmm. like a, the Martian. or whatever. Oh, the... Uh,
2: or just pretty much any Matt Damon in space. You're like, yeah. this guy is just going to get lost.
1: Yeah, he's going he's to get lost Yeah. yeah. Mm. I think that I think that would be a show. That would yeah. be the reality show I could do. Okay, Kurt in space. If all anyone right. has twenty million dollars, because that's how much it costs to go on a Russian ship, we just gotta get the ad space. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then, we could totally do it. Sell against it, we'll be all right. I mean, I'd have to. It'd be a year before I could do it because I'd have to. I mean, I know at least basic applied calculus. Mm-hmm. I was getting my master's in hydrogeology, so um, I can handle the math side of it, and then I can pretty much. I think I can handle the physical side of it, but. It still would be very difficult.
2: And I thought I had a master's in something weird. Well, what's your master's? in? <laughs> it's in kinesiology. Yeah, that's mostly that's right. uh, Specialized in sports psychology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hydrogeology. What yeah. exactly does that mean? Groundwater science. Yeah. <laughs> so you're here to save the planet. <clears throat> well, yeah, so, yeah you know you're Captain mean, Planet. You should be. Water wars him.
1: are coming up next. Yeah, that's what we're going to be fighting over in the next hundred years. Hmm. Uh, But yeah, groundwater science. I like doing dam removal. So you have dams. We've been a dam building society for 80 years Hmm. and they get built up with silicates behind them and then it becomes a non-usable dam and dangerous for downstream ecology, so on and so forth. Hmm. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, <laughs> you're a very
1: interesting I, I do, uh You're sure. Uh, Challenge Athlete Foundation.
0: Yes. Um, did, you, did you wear that specifically or did you just happen to have it?
1: Uh, I have it, but I mean I try to support a lot of different charities. Challenge Athletes Foundation is an organization that uh, raises money for uh, sports equipment for people that you know are disabled at some capacity. You could be super disabled or a little less disabled. So hand cycles – I mean hand cycles cost like three or four grand and if you're disabled, chances are you're not making a lot of money anyway. So how do you even stay remotely physically active so that you stay healthy if you have no means to get the device in the first place? Um, But they do like triathlons, which I'll be doing at the end of this month. Um, I went to New York and I ran up the Empire State Building with Challenge Athletes Foundation. So that was 86 stories. I did it in 20 minutes and 19 seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just a great organization that had, does a lot of good work, and most of the money goes to where it's supposed to go. You mm-hmm. know, it's like a good ratio of it. You know, how yeah. some are like shady. Yeah, eighty eighty percent yeah. to uh, me. <laughs> yeah, yeah Twenty exactly. percent
0: to nothing else.
1: They do a lot of events and things like that because I think what's good about them is they get equipment to people and they have grants that they you know give away and they just give away equipment and give away content and. and but what's great is they host a lot of events. So, like, you could be totally able bodied and go to their event and just compete, you know, and just run along with disabled people, able bodied people. And it's about, like, that exposure. You're getting, like, I didn't know someone with MS was that, and then I learned about it. So then when I meet someone back home that has MS, then I can talk to it from a not like, oh, should I ask him what's wrong? Should I not ask him? You know, now you're more comfortable, which makes everyone more comfortable so they have a bunch of events that kind of like opens up the world of disabilities for both disabled and non uh, disabled how many people. events a year can we take I I would I would guess 40 to 50 I mean they That's do a fun. lot of events so they have small ones big ones you it's know like almost like one surf, every weekend yeah they have oh. like surf camp for sometimes and then they have like a bike ride that goes from San Francisco all the way to LA um, no actually all the way to San Diego then they have a triathlon in San Diego then they have like you know like Tough mutter type ones, you know, in mm-hmm. other states, and then they have like the Empire State Building run, and then they they do a lot of a lot of events. That's, that's a really yeah, one. yeah. Really Chris, cool. any questions from you
0: about the, the organization or anything else?
2: i was trying to think. Um, I guess we'd just like to know more about what exactly is their website, so we can go check that out. I, don't want I think to it's
1: ChallengeAthletesFoundation.org. It. Okay. Easy and simple yeah. mm-hmm. right. That's the reason You
0: just Google yeah. it And something yeah. will come It'll up, come up. Yeah.
1: yeah Google That's the answer you Just Google it
0: yeah. That's right Yeah Um. Well we do have to start Wrapping up Um. Unfortunately What kind of rap Are we going to do uh, You know what Zach, Zach's going to pick something <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what rap Existed in 1970 Unfortunately So I can't pick out something. I don't
1: think I don't think rap Where did rap Actually originate New York so, so if it's New York, then it had to be late 70s. Yeah, like so we're
0: not we're not there yet um, but it's been an absolute pleasure having you um, and hopefully you can also get us Greg that would be fantastic yeah that would yeah. be cool that would be cool um, and uh, hopefully there's some stuff off air that we're talking about that um, that I think uh, would be fun yeah you know yeah. And, and hopefully we'll make that happen I would love it that would be yeah. fantastic in the meantime where can uh, people follow you for more specifics about this mysterious show oh. where
1: you're a good guy oh I, I can tell you the different shows I'm on So. Oh, Yeah, yeah, I won't tell you which one. So we got the shooter, uh, we've got lethal weapon, pure genius, and NCIS LA. Oh, yeah. And then Quarry,
0: of course. All right, so definitely uh, check those out in the coming weeks um, as as Kurt appears on those. Uh, Lucretia, where can people follow you?
2: You guys can always find me at L A C R E T I A L Y O N anywhere on the internet since there is only one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I'm going to find the one other one.
2: I'm I've going looked. And James scoured the internet too. Mm-hmm. Listen,
0: I, I believe I can find anything. <laughs> and I'm going to find it. you got to get it. Um, and of course, follow us here at After Buzz TV, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat and all that. Uh, leave a comment below. Let us know what you guys thought about this episode. Um, also, let us know what you, you know, uh, any any further questions for Kurt, you know, or anything like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Comment below. Let us know what you, you guys thought about it most, you know. Um, and, and of course, keep tuning in, uh, and we'll see you for the next episode.
1: From executive producers, Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other aftershows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com.